0: Right. Welcome to PT Talk. This is Matt Demaro, joined with my co-host Chris Hinker. Oh, everybody, hope all is well. You know, as we followed up from last week's podcast, we began to touch upon the importance of planning, mm. and it's what we're going to focus on today. It's going to be about planning how to be able to obtain whatever one wants, say, ten years from today. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about. You know, some people frequently ask us within physical, how was it possible that you were able to grow from zero locations to 400 in less than five years? We had a plan to do so. It's because we had a plan. And I think we're the only ones that had a plan to be able to grow that aggressively, to be able to become the world's dominant brand in physical therapy. But again, this is not about physical. So let's dig into planning because it's, it's what's important in all of our lives. And before any of you say, you know, I'm not a good planner, you know, I'm, you know, it's kind of like the, I'm not a good test taker. No, I mean, it's, it's all the wrong way of thinking about planning. Every single person has the ability to plan. And for you, those of you that are listening, you went to high school, or at least I'm going to assume that the majority of you did, considering this is a PT podcast. So yeah, many if you're of a
1: therapist, <laughs> you better have gone to high school.
0: <laughs> better of. That's a four-year plan. So you had put into place a plan to be able to obtain your uh, high school diploma within a four-year period of time, uh-huh. college another four years. For yeah. those of you that went on to get your doctorates in physical therapy, or for those of you that became a physical therapist assistant, all of this took planning in order to do so. And just we as, as humans fail at planning, especially planning for our own lives. Like if you were to go on a vacation – Think about the amount of planning that goes into taking a vacation. You know exactly what day you're going to be taking off or what day you're going to hit the road, how long that flight is or how long your drive is, where you're staying, how long you'll be staying there for, what your budget is daily, what you're going to be doing for food, how much you'll have to spend, when you'll be returning. Every detail of a vacation is planned out. Yet, where will you be five years from now or 10 years from now? It's, you got some picture so? gets a little fuzzy. I I think for most folks,
1: it's not that they don't have an idea, but they fail to realize the difference between an idea and a plan. And I think that's what you're alluding to.
0: That's exactly what I'm alluding to. You need to know exactly where it is that you want to go if you're ever going to get there. But staying on vacation for a second, for those of you that are business owners that own and operate your own physical therapy practice, think about this for a second. You probably will spend more time planning for a vacation than you do for your business. Yet, mm. is it not the success of your business that dictates the quality of the vacation you take? It seems like planning is a little bit backwards in this scenario, in this circumstance.
1: You know, Matt, it reminds me of a story. Um, I heard a story from from a fellow back in the day, and he was telling me about his time as a As a professor, he was working at a night college. um, And again, like I said, it was back in the day a bit. So this was during the time of the race riots. It was in Detroit, Michigan. So he had a student come to him. And that student said, you know, professor, I'm basically outdoors tonight. My landlord won't rent to me. I've been kicked out of my apartment. I have got nowhere to sleep. Mm -hmm. I I need your help. And the professor did what I think most normal people would do and thought first of himself, what can I personally do to help this person? Very little that he could do being that he was on a professor's wages, which at that time were not very much, Mm -hmm. had some young children of his own. It wasn't as if this student could come and stay with him at his home. And so what ended up happening was the professor took the student down to the uh, social services office in the inner city of Detroit And the story goes that as they were driving in, the professor began to notice the changing surroundings. He began to notice odd things happening on the street corners, trash piling up in the streets, bars appearing on windows, graffiti and graffiti tags appearing on buildings. I mean, they were getting into the hood, Matt. And it was becoming very apparent that this was not the type of place that someone would choose or plan, you might say, to live.
0: You mean you don't want to live in the hood?
1: Well, I don't want to live in that type <laughs> of hood. That type where, as I was told by the professor, it was so... The, the, the buildings were terrible, right? It was all central heating and air, and it would get to the point where in the winter, remember, this is Michigan, it would get so hot on the inside apartments that people would be walking around in bathing suits, and yet it would be so cold on the outside apartments that people would be wearing every bit of clothing that they owned to stay warm. I mean, it was a terrible situation. Drugs being sold in the street. It's not where you want to be. The professor was able to speak with the social services department, get housing for this young lady, had a good sense of fulfillment about himself, and as he went to drive home, he was confronted with his very poignant piece of graffiti if a graffiti can be poignant at all and it said plan or be planned for plan or be planned for and it just resonated and it was one of those things that the professor just he just rolled over and over and over again in his mind and as he drove home and finally he had that aha moment where he said plan or be planned for that's the answer you see It's plan or be planned for, meaning if you live in the projects, it's because someone planned that for you because you were unable to plan anything better. You were unable to plan your own life to be in another situation. And that's the same spot that we're in today. It's the exact same spot that we're in today in therapy. I think it's very relevant. You know, Medicare has a plan to pay us less. Competitors have a plan to steal our market share. Consolidators have a plan to acquire private practice physicians, acquire other businesses, acquire private practices. Like the hospitals. Like the hospitals are doing, right? Try to get that iron grip on the uh, referrals by acquiring private practice physicians. Everybody's got a plan for us. And the only way that we survive this crossroads and we continue to be successful is if we too have a plan for our future and not an idea about where we want to be, but a plan, a clear plan.
0: And that's the purpose of today's talk is to be able to discuss the foundation or at least how one begins to create that plan. Where do you start? You know, last week when we spoke, we spoke about looking out into the future, closing your eyes, thinking about what it is that you want, because that is where you start. But I want you to start 10 years out from now. So I'm going to take you through 10 steps, and this is step one. Think 10 years out from today. Close your eyes and envision who you want to be, who you want to become, what do you want to have? What is your life going to look like 10 years from today? It must be clear. You must see this in your mind's eye and begin to write it down. Begin to write it down with excruciating detail. Ten years from today, I will have X. I will be X. This is what my reputation will be as a healthcare provider. This is what my business will be known for. Just every single thing that you want ten years from today, begin to write it down. Because when we move to step two, we're going to find a milestone. Um, a goal that's a little bit closer in time that we know once we achieve this goal, emphatically, we are on the right path to achieving our 10-year goal. So step two is going to be moving that 10-year goal down to a milestone, a three-year milestone. So three years from this moment in time, what could we use as a measurement to be able to say, I've achieved this, which means i am definitely on the right path to achieving my 10-year goal step two is determine what your three-year goal will look like as we move into step three one needs to begin making a list of all the things that are required to learn in order to achieve that 10-year goal so if i'm a if i'm a student right now in high school and i want to become a physical therapist you know what what are what is a list or what are lists of things that i must be able to obtain in terms of knowledge in order to execute upon my tenure plan mm-hmm. clearly i'm going to need to go through science i'm going to need to probably be okay in math um, you know and find a program that takes me through exercise physiology or yeah, um, kinesiology, anatomy, all those
1: other coursework.
0: Yeah, you know, plan through. You know, what schools are going to be, you know, the the most appropriate for giving me the knowledge and education that I need in order to get what I want. Um, you know, if it's growing into be, you know, a multi million dollar successful business ten years from now, and you're a physical therapist, chances are you're trained in the science of healing. Yeah, there is a science of business, and that's a science that you're going to need to learn how to be able to run, manage a a successful service-based business. So whatever it is that you want 10 years from now, you're going to need specific knowledge, specific education in order to achieve whatever that is. And you need to create that list. What are the things that I must learn in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish three years out and then ultimately 10 years out? And then step four is making the commitment to learning these things. And it's also to accept things that are out of your control because life happens. We all deal with unfortunate life circumstances and we always have to have the self-commitment made to ourselves to to power through life's challenges because they, they, they will always exist. But you have to commit to learning these things. And when times get tough, it's the personal commitment that you made to yourself. It's the willpower, it's the mental toughness that's going to get you through whatever it is that you need to learn. Step five is conducting a self analysis, asking yourself, is this me? You know, if I'm a PT looking to grow into a a 10 or a $50 million business, and I have to learn accounting, and I hate absolutely hate numbers. Is this me? Like, will I really do what's necessary to learn accounting, to learn the appropriate financial measurements and tools and instruments that are needed in order to uh, grow a business that's that size? Will I do what's tough? Because there's this part of your mind where if you say you can't do something, you never will. It's you have to know yourself, know thyself. Consider that as step five. Number six, step six is breaking down your goals. So we've already talked about a 10 year goal being step one and a three year goal being step two. But at this point, at step six, begin to break down your goals, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and if possible, daily. So as a as a physical therapist and owner operator, as an example, some of these goals, as you look towards growing your business are going to be tied around, like how many referrals am I going to get this quarter? How many referrals do I need this month? Or how many referrals do I need this week? Or how many referrals do I need today? In order to achieve the number of patient visits that are going to get me to the financial, you know, monetary success that I'm after. So measure down from annual to quarterly to monthly to weekly, and if possible, daily, daily may seem like, too granular, you know, measuring statistics on a daily basis may seem to be a little bit overkill and it's not it's the only way in which you can truly control a business and we'll be talking about the control of a business and especially a medical practice in a later podcast so we'll we'll talk about that later but number six step six break down your goals to smaller monthly weekly daily if possible step number seven begin to execute and measure back Measurements back could be leads, could be referrals, could be the number of uh, patients you see in one day or one hour, what type of sales volume being generated, maybe out of retail cash sales or just overall revenue. Uh, You're the one who are going to determine the measurements that are quantitative, not not subjective, it's not how you feel, it's not what you think you did today. Um, Scientific, black and white, math and science, what measurements are you going to be using and Measure back against them. Are you achieving or are you below what you expected? And step eight is correcting your misses. If you are off, why are you off? And what steps are you going to take to be able to make this challenge go away? This is the exact area in which a one, two, three, one, two, three exercise could be utilized. And if you're unfamiliar with one, two, three, one, two, three, go back to the last podcast. Um, you know it's actually the first podcast that we recorded. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, you got short-term memory if you're unfamiliar with that. Yeah, agreed. One, two, three, one, two, three. Use it to correct your misses. Step nine, reevaluate your goals. Because usually what happens at this point in time is most people get what they want. And then step 10 is to set another 10-year goal. Because, again, we've seen it time and time again where once you have a plan in place, inevitably you begin to achieve that plan because you have exactly what specific steps are necessary to be able to achieve what it is that you want but this can be applied for anyone in any circumstance no matter where they are in life again if you're a pt if you're a tech if you're a pta if you're a small business owner operator of a physical therapy center determine what you want 10 years from now you know
1: matt this is something that uh that i do with my team At physical, just the members of my own team that I manage is I sit them down and I want to know as the person that is managing them, as the person who is responsible for their success and making sure to foster that, that I know what they want. Now, obviously for some of the team members, they have a, a clear idea of what they want and some don't and need a little bit of guidance in that. But I think that that would be a really valuable opportunity for many of our business owners to do with their team members, many of our clinical directors to do with those that they're directing over. Many of anyone within the business that has that responsibility of someone reporting to them, don't just know your own plan or your own desires, but but help to establish a plan for those that you can assist right. to achieve theirs. Because if you can do that, then inevitably Right. It goes back to that Zig Ziglar idea, right? Help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want.
0: Exactly. I mean, guys, if you're losing world-class talent today, if you're losing employees and you're not doing this, that's why. You're welcome. You need to be <laughs> sitting down with each and every associate that you have on your team to understand what it is that they are after. Because all of us in business, in our careers, we look at businesses that we own or careers that we have as the vehicle to get to where we want to go in life that's the purpose of business that's the point of having a career now not everyone wants to get to the same destination right so it's incredibly important to understand exactly how your people are driven what is it that they're after do you have any pts that want to open and own their own physical therapy centers do you have pts who could care less about the monetary Um, you know, incentives and they care about nothing other than the time that they get with their family on the weekends. If that's the case, find a way to be able to give them more time at home. How could you restructure schedules? How could you provide for greater opportunity, yet also decreasing the amount of face time that exists inside of a center? How are your people driven? You should, as a manager, sit down with every single one of your employees and have a plan that's put into place with each one of them to be able to show them specifically how they can get what they want out of life by serving you as an employee inside of your business.
1: And, you know, it's interesting, Matt, because I think a lot of folks as business owners put off this planning aspect and they put it off because it's abstract. They don't know where to start. They might not feel comfortable with what they're doing. but. <laughs> I'm remember I'm just remembering now hearing this said before, and it echoes through my brain, You know, if you are one of the individuals listening that is a business owner, it's too late for that. You don't have the right to put this off anymore. You are an owner and a manager. It is your obligation to own and manage now, because people are depending on you. They're depending on you to have that plan, right? if you If you're going to war, You're counting on the fact that the general has a plan and that each person down the line understands this plan and can execute on this plan so that everyone is getting to where they want to be. And if you're not doing that today in your business, not only are you selling yourself short, but invariably you're selling everyone else in the business
0: short. I completely agree. There are two things that I want to leave you with. One, you cannot do this in a group this is to be done one-on-one with each one of your associates and for your personal plan as to where you want to be 10 years from now involve anyone who is critical to your quality of life like your spouse or your significant other as an example so this is not just you in a vacuum doing this alone and it's fun it's fun to close your eyes and begin to think about how to fashion your life in any way possible because you have the ability to do that number two as you're doing this with your associates your employees beginning to understand what it is they want i think it would be helpful to better classify some of your associates um utilizing these these three types of classifications that chris and i have come across over time mm. it was funny it was uh maybe maybe six months ago that we were talking about this and we created this classification and hopefully you can use this but what we identified when working with people is that there are three types of people the first person is what we refer to as come and go this may be your receptionist it may be you know uh, you know a college student who is only going to be serving your business for a short period of time You know that they will come and go but there is a purpose there is a place for this employee then you have this this consistency and security type classification which is where the predominant number of physical therapists fall where they're not tremendously financially motivated they care more about consistency and having the security of their salaries, um, knowing that they're going to be working eight to five Monday through Friday, not having to travel, not having to be away from friends and family, not having to be at work on the weekends. They just look for that consistency and they look for security. Your business is built around those people. Exactly. You know, there's a place for all three of the people that I'm going to describe. The third person is what we refer to as upward bound. This is the no limits mindset. This person wants to grow to be the top of the company, CEO, they want to be an owner. They want the world. There are far and few of them and uh, that's who you need to identify. That's who you need to dedicate the most of your time with to be able to ensure they get one out they get what they want out of life. But three types of people that we found come and go, security, consistency and then upward bound it's helpful to be able to sit down with each of your associates, describe those three types of people and see who they most identify with and then truly begin to understand what it is that they want so both of you can put a plan into place as to how they can get it. Agreed. So people,
1: to plan, you first must plan to plan. Reflect on the 10 steps of how you put this plan in place. Reflect on the people with whom you need to plan with and reflect upon what it is you want to plan for. And I think if you get those three things in place, I don't think, I know that you will be in good shape
0: to achieve what it is you've planned for. It's plan or be planned for.